I know you got a booming voice, but yeah, I, here you go. I was, I've been told on our uh, when I used to be part of the SWAT team that I didn't need a radio because they could hear me across the city. So um, I, I'll, I'll tell you that um, I'm not really usually very nervous to talk in front of groups. I've um, taught police officers for years. I've been a college professor for eight years. And I'll tell you, this is one of those things that was really hard for me to do. I, I struggled with figuring out what, what would I say to you? How would I, how would I talk about my faith? And it's not something that I generally will like just sit down and talk about my whole history and my, my walk with Jesus and everything. So it was really difficult to come up with right things to talk about and say. So I've, um, basically not been this nervous for a long time. And that's uh, pretty weird for me. Um, I'll just, um, I'll tell you that my life is, uh, is pretty ordinary. It's not that it's any, I mean, my job obviously makes things a little more extraordinary, but my growing up was not. It was pretty much the mom and dad, bunch of kids living in middle class life and went to church our whole life. And so that part isn't very, um, I guess not very thrilling as far as my story goes. I think that more interesting about my story is is kind of uh, the lessons that God has te- has taught me over the all these different occurrences and and some good, some bad, and uh, and how Jesus has walked through me uh, with me through all these things. I will tell you that my faith has also been a roller coaster. It's not that it doesn't really matter. If you become a Christian like I did at age seven, uh, went to uh, vacation Bible school in the basement of uh, Calvary Alliance Church in Minot, North Dakota. And by the way, um, I've gone to a Christian missionary church my whole entire life. So starting when I was a kid, uh, when we moved to Minot when I was around seven or eight, and then um, and then uh, we later moved to Minnesota. I. There's a Christian Missionary Alliance church there, and then obviously I come here and then uh, have one here. So this is my whole. This is the church I'm used to. This is the family I'm used to. Uh, but I grew up um, uh, between Nebraska, North Dakota, and then we moved to Minnesota when I was in high school. And I have um, uh, uh, I have three uh, three siblings. My brother who's here. Um, He's uh, only a year and ten months younger than me, and it is cool, to, and I'm the oldest, and it was cool to grow up with someone that's your best friend. I had a built-in best friend my whole life. Uh, frankly, we had to be close because we uh, slept in the same bedroom until I was 10th grade. So, um, and that was probably a very stinky bedroom. Uh, but that's beside the point. don't really want to talk about that. Uh, but uh, I had two sisters. And so it was four of us, and we're all born within five years of each other. So from the oldest to the youngest is five years. Uh, my mom's Catholic. thought I should mention that. And so um, um, she's not anymore. She's reformed. And so, um, and so uh, it was just a cool family, middle class. My mom and dad were great parents, uh, uh, just a, a great example, wonderful Christian people to be able to follow and learn from. Uh, learned things from my dad, like how to hunt and fish, um, how to be respectful towards people, how to work hard. My mom taught me how to respect women, how to um, 
be a good a good man because my dad was gone all week as a salesman and so I was like the man of the house obviously with the help of my brother who was always bigger than me um, but um, it, we, we got to learn those lessons um, and I think that that God just continued to watch over us and keep us the whole time although my dad was gone five days out of the week and uh, and we got along just fine um, a little rambunctious when you have four kids that close in age that's a bit of a dumpster fire if you will um, so um, and me being uh, being kind of the uh, uh, kind of that um, uh, type A personality always have been my whole life and being very small for my age my whole the whole growing up I was a little tiny guy and um, and I will tell you uh, I will fight everyone I would fight everyone. I had a bit of a temper, and um, I had this sense of justice that I had deep inside myself. I saw someone getting picked on. I saw someone just being a jerk to other people. I'd say, I'll fight you. And so um, that's not a good good attribute to have, by the way, Um, because I got my butt kicked a couple of times. And uh, But the good thing is, is those people, even after beating me up, said, I'm not fighting that guy again. So I earned their respect at least. But that's when I kind of started feeling that maybe there was a calling for me that wasn't, um, that, that was a little out of the ordinary. And so um, I uh, continued to have um, these great parents. Uh, my brother and sister, um, my brother and sisters were great growing up. Uh, I, uh, I met the Lord when I was seven or eight-ish, I can't remember exactly. And then we continued to be in church. Um, I got involved through middle school and everything else in something called Christian Youth in Action, where I would actually go out and um, witness and talk to um, uh, kids at five-day clubs, where we would actually, I would get a chance to evangelize, and it was was crazy. And to think that someone as ordinary as me, somebody that, that, that God would work through me, and then the second I would get up there and start talking to them, I just, I just knew the Holy Spirit would come in. And if you, if you trust that the Holy Spirit's gonna be there, He will. He'll show up. And all those times I got to, um, witness people coming to Christ and, uh, to be part of it is one of the, was one of the greatest pleasures of my life, um, and as a teenager. And so that was just a really cool, a really cool time in my life, and so continued to um, just follow God. And obviously, there's the same thing you you all go through. There's times when my faith is lacking, and I'm not reading my Bible as much, and I'm kind of just going through. The biggest problem with me, though, is is that I think I can do everything, and that I wouldn't need Him because I'm this aggressive person that is unafraid of everything. So I could just go and do whatever. But I'll tell you, I've been wrong over and over and over again. And the funny part is is that he picks me up. I'm being an arrogant jerk. I'm I'm casting God aside and he's holding me up and he's protecting me and he's doing things. He's bringing things into my life that are impactful and and change the way my the course of my life and history go. And so that's kind of the theme throughout is me being my own person, me trying to be aggressively chasing after something 
and then God hitting me in the head with a two by four. That's the way I have had to learn my whole life. And so if you're learning the same way I am, um, I'm praying for you because it's not really fun. Um, but it, it was meaningful when it happened. So I, um, so like I said, I grew up with a, with, um, my brother and my family and great family. We ended up moving to, to, um, Detroit Lakes when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I'm the new kid in a school just full of uh, people who've known each other their whole life. So I'm coming the outsider and I never really felt like I wasn't the outsider when I was there. I had a few friends and then, um, but just, uh, basically got by, um, was in football and track and still super small. And, um, and that was another thing that, that God had to teach me too is maybe you should have some patience because I'm going to let you grow. And, um, and if I would have had more patience, I probably would have been happier as a kid. Maybe I would have fought people less than I did, but, um, I didn't have patience. And so I kind of was able to, um, to come around. And, uh, and so I was, uh, I decided at some point that I was going to, um, uh, become a missionary. So I graduated from high school and as I'm, um, as I got my um, application in and accepted into um, St. Paul Bible College in Minneapolis, which is about two hours away from my home, um, they send me a letter that says, uh, okay, so we're good to go. We have a dorm picked out for you. You're ready to go. And by the way, you have to have a $2,000 computer uh, to bring with you. It's required. And when I say middle class, we got by. And we were decent. But we did not have $2,000 to drop on a computer, so I was immediately, that, that plan was out the window. And so, and I was like, God, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you allow that to happen? And not like I was angry, just really disappointed that he would change the course of my life. And it turns out that, um, he had a different direction for me. And so if I would have just trusted that, I probably would have been a little less upset about it. And, uh, and been more patient with him and myself. And so um, I ended up going to college, graduated from Moorhead State, um, but I'm going through engineering, by the way. I became an engineering major. Okay, let me tell you something about engineering. You guys are smarter than me, and I'm, I'm totally good with that. Uh, and I, I flunked statics. I don't know that's uh, about fulcrum and lever and power. And, uh, it's a miserable experience, probably. <laughs> the very second you open the book until you flunk the class. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole different story, and I won't get into too much detail with that. Um, but um, I, I, I stunk at that. And, by the way, I kind of stink at math. And to be an engineer, you should be good at math. <laughs> And so um, my dad kind of grew up. He was always uh, my hero, taught me about how to be a man, how to work hard, all kinds of things. Well, one day I'm sitting at the table with my brother and my dad, and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I mean, my business classes suck because I already was, gave up on engineering because I suck at that. And so, um, <laughs> so I said, uh, Dad, what do I, what do I, what am I going to do? And he says, um, Have you ever thought about being a police officer? And I'm like. I don't know, I guess, and I'm ready to change, I'm ready to put in for my classes. So I put in for classes on my next semester, I think it's my um, my junior year, beginning of my junior year, and I start um, taking in 
criminal justice classes. And uh, and by the way, um, if you go to um, classes in uh, Minnesota for criminal justice, that's the worst place to go for criminal justice because <laughs> all of your instructors, including the dean of the of students, was um, a card-carrying member of the ACLU, and they don't really like police. So it's really hard to take and learn from people who hate the job that you're about to go into. Um, but anyway, with lots of arguments and debates in the middle of class, because that's the kind of guy I am, I'm ready for a fight all the time. So, uh, uh, by the way, God taught me that that always doesn't work good for your grades. <laughs> so, don't be a dummy. And so, um, have some diplomacy when it comes in there. So that was my lesson from God I learned from my college was learn diplomacy. Maybe you don't need to speak all the time. Maybe you don't need to argue everything because it doesn't work out for you. And it's served me well through my job with a lot of confrontation that I've had over the years. And so um, as, uh, as I got through college, I, I graduated. Um, right before I graduate, I blow my knee out. And it, it's bad. Uh, it's a full ACL tear, um, which is not that big a deal. But um, the problem is, is that the surgery went bad. And then um, I was basically crippled. I could not move my knee more than 20 degrees of flexion. Um, and I was unable to run. I was unable to really lift weights. I was unable to do everything that I wanted to do with this job. What was required of this job, I couldn't do any of it. And, um, and I was like, God, why would you let that happen? And, and uh, I think God's message to me was, why would you be so stupid to play tackle football without pads on? But um, that's a whole different deal. Uh, but I had to trust him. And then on my, um, on my fourth knee surgery, oh, in nine months, I was actually able to fully run, lift weights, and do the thing. So if I had some patience and trusted him, then maybe I wouldn't have been so doubtful of things. So my lesson on that is, trust God. He's going to be there for you. He's going to pick you up. I Soon after, I met my wife, and um, after getting hired, um, I, got, I tested the first time, got hired, um, did great on my fitness test, um, blew away the written exam and everything else. I graduated criminal justice and had a good knowledge, working knowledge of everything. So I got hired and um, met, uh, met my wife. After having my girlfriend in college break up with me, completely destroy my heart, really hurt my faith at the time, and I was like, God, why would you put that person in my life just to have it taken away and me be all heartbroken my whole life? And then he's like, have some patience. And immediately what I did was I went to my Bible and started reading. And as I've gone through all these different things in my life, I just go back to the Bible and start reading, and things work out. And it always has. And so by just doing those simple thing of if you have tragedy or you have something that happens in your life, if you just trust in Him, go to the Bible, whatever you'd personally do um, with your relationship with God, I, I guarantee you it's going to work out better than if you just try and do it on your, on your own like I've tried to do over and over again. Well, over the years I have learned some lessons. So I went to my Bible and um, I met my wife and I was shunning women at the time. Uh, two, uh, two years, basically, of not really dating anyone. Uh, didn't well, I, Anyone I did date, I'd be like, hey, guess what? When I leave here, we're done. I'll be, we'll date for a while, it'll be cool and fine, but I'm not going to be 
we're not falling in love and all that stuff. So you could try and change me, that ain't happening. And and it didn't. Um, and then I met and then I met Shelly, and the, God basically brought her into my life. And here's all I'll tell for those of you who are single or dating, any of you young guys in here. Um, a really important thing, lesson I learned is that if you find a woman that loves you more than anything else except God and will put you before herself, you might want to think about holding on to that one. Because not everybody is like that. And I've had disastrous relationships throughout my high school and college until now. And now we've been together for 20, we've been married 20 years. And we have a great relationship. And I know it's because of her and her heart and that the fact that she always put me before herself. And I try and put her before myself. And so if you can find that relationship, then, then it's probably going to be a good thing. And also, just like anything else, marriage and everything else takes hard work. Same thing, marriage is the same thing with your relationship with God. It takes work. You have to actually put in effort. God will still take and keep you, believe me. I've been on the way to gun calls and knife calls and gang fights and everything else. I've worked on most of my career on the north side of Rapid City and can be a little rough up there. And uh, every time I was heading to something, right as I'm hitting the lights and siren and doing 80 miles an hour to get someplace, I'm going, God, just protect me and keep me during this. I walk into them, I walk out unscathed. There'll be people shot, stabbed, whatever else, but I walk out and I'm fine. Um, get into a fight with someone, I win. And so um, that was uh, that was a really good lesson for me too, is to trust Him, keep praying, and keep doing the things that will um, will keep Him in your life. You have to per- you have to pursue God because He's always pursuing you. And if you can do that, then He's going to bless you. He's blessed me with two great kids. Um, a, a great wife and all of it takes effort but I'm very proud of them and very proud of my son and my daughter uh, my son and his adventurousness and willing to do anything and just uh, whatever my daughter because she's uh, got one of the kindest hearts of anybody I've ever met um, basically children and animals flock to her it's really weird but um, but uh, they're, they're great kids, and, um, and I, I'm blessed to have them. Uh, through my career, though, I was, um, I was uh, very disappointed in, in things that would happen, like promotions and everything else. I wouldn't get picked. I wouldn't get picked. I'd get passed over and whatever else. Um, now, I'm, now I'm basically about the top of our agency. Um, I've got the, the Chiefs and me and another captain, and, and I'm just honored and blessed to be there. And the fact is, is that I didn't trust God when it was whole, the whole thing was happening. My whole career, I just couldn't trust Him. It's like, I gotta do this. I'm gonna take this test. I'm gonna do this. And what He was telling me at the end was, John, I'm making this happen for a reason because what you're doing in your, in your current job is impactful, important to the people of the city and the people you work with. If they don't, if I promote you out of here, then they're not gonna be able to lead you and you're not gonna be able to train them and, and mentor them and get to know them. And so I was able to, for years and years, do that as a sergeant, lieutenant, and everything else. So um, I guess my message in that is trust God. That's all going to happen. 
And so I guess in, in closing, what I'll tell you is that um, uh, things have not been easy. Um, I lost my sister a few years ago to ovarian cancer, and uh, it was devastating. Um, I lost, uh, lost a couple of friends who got shot out on a call. Um, uh, and uh, so uh, we lost uh, Nick and Ryan, and Ryan and I were pretty good friends. And so um, there's been things like the loss of my sister and everything else that have been really devastating. Uh, but what I've gone back to is that, um, is that if you could just put your faith in him, trust, um, it's, you're going to come out the other side. And I have. And I feel that even though those were very terrible times in my life, um, I feel stronger for having been through it. And so I guess um, I would just tell you just to just have, have faith in him, trust him when things get rough, look to him. And now maybe you could look to him when things aren't rough. And be thankful for all the things that you have. Be thankful for everything he's given you. That's all I've got. Thank you. John, here, stay here for a minute. Um, so, if you watch the news, cops really don't get put in a good light quite often on the evening news. And I've ha- strangely had the privilege to get to know a lot of cops. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a very good setting. Um, and this is something I've learned: is that Rapid City is really blessed to have the cops that we have. It, it, they are a great bunch of guys. It is. I, I'd probably say it's an environment where a dirty cop just can't Doesn't, exist. That, and we've we've had our share of things that have gone bad, and and they don't they don't work there anymore. Yeah. So anyway, um, I feel we're really blessed to have a guy like John. Thank you. In our family, and to know he's out there uh, at night and other times going places none of us would want to go. So I just want to take a minute and pray for you, John, and for Shelly and the kids, too. All right? So, Lord, thank you for this man, and thank you for what you've done in his life uh, to bring him to where he is today. And as John said, it, it hasn't always been an easy thing, but it's always been a, a progressive thing where he's grown deeper in his faith and his trust in you. And, and Lord, I, I think that was something I needed to hear today, and I thank you for him sharing that with us. And God, because of the work that he's in, I just ask for your, um, your presence always to just be at his side and, uh, and Shelly's side and, and, and the kids' side too. And, and that Lord, you would guard this family and keep them strong because you know, this job's hard on people and it's hard on families. But it doesn't have to be that way when, when you're in the midst of it. So God, thank you again for the Olsons, the whole clan, and thank you for allowing them to be a part of our church and for us to be blessed. Uh, by them. And we just pray you bless them back. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, John. Hey, buddy.